This DJ Shab, the hottest DJ in the South right now, and you are now tuned in to Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. And I'm telling you, it's about to go down, down, down. Welcome back to the Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. So we have been on a roll with these episodes lately. They have been so amazing. They have been so empowering. They have been so um what's the word i want to use they have been so life-changing transformative i will say that um especially for me as the host of this podcast i feel like i have been making purposeful connections with some amazing women um to you know like help us navigate through life because that's what this podcast is all about the tia versus fancy cash podcast serves as a safe space for women to become equipped with the tools needed to show up every day with confidence as they navigate through adulthood and work to build the lives that they dream of. Now, this episode, I feel, is so important to me um, because of the season that I'm in in my life. And I'm not going to keep rambling. I want to let her introduce herself, my special guest. And hopefully the what we talk about resonates with somebody out here in this world because I feel like I need it and I know somebody else is going to need it as well. Hello, hello, hi, and good morning, everyone. My name is Ayana Caesar, and I am an efficiency coach. And what that is, I work with busy moms and entrepreneur moms, and I teach them how to manage their times more effectively and how to become more organized so they can show up as the best version of themselves 24-7. Yeah. Right. So can you tell my listeners where you're from? Okay, so I'm originally from that beautiful twin island of Trinidad and Tobago, um, but I recently migrated and I am now um, stationed in Alberta, Canada. Right. So we got people from all over the world coming to drop gems and educate and inspire the listeners of the Tia versus Fancy Cash podcast. And that's just exciting for me as a host with just the type of people that I'm connecting with that wants or that's willing to come and share their expertise with my audience. So I appreciate you for being available today and sitting down with me to talk about um, balancing motherhood, entrepreneurship, parenting, um, because this is very important. I know I have so many followers every day asking me, Tia, how do you balance being a mom and being an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur or balance being a mom and balance being in school when I was in college or balance being a mom and balance working when I was in corporate America. So um, can we talk about the word balance for a second? I'll let you. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. That's like the number one question I think everyone asks um, because I've always had that question asked to me so much. And I am. I I always say for me personally, and I will say publicly without any shame or fear, but that balance does not exist. Right. And so when people ask me like, Ayanna, how do you balance it? I don't. I absolutely don't because it doesn't (laughs) exist. You know, in my opinion, when you say balance, you're trying to say that things have to have the same um, rank of priority and it needs the same level of energy um exerted into it attention um and it all must be happening all at the very same level 
all at once. That in itself just sounds tiring to me and it's why most of us as moms probably feel so burnt out or stretched out because we are trying to achieve balance. It is humanly impossible. Right. I get that question a lot and I always say what balance? Like it's fake, it's fiction, it's make-believe, it's not real. <laughs> it's that pink elephant that flies in the air. That's what life balances. Right. <laughs> So I remember a time where I felt like I used to chase balance. Like I used to try to write stuff down, you know, like make these set routines, give everything the same amount of energy. And I realized I was getting burnt out. Like it was terrible. And then I also had like a revelation, like, um, well, I used to, my thought process was there's going to be a certain age that I hit where I'm going to have everything together. And I started mm. chasing that at an early age. Like I wanted to get to that age or get to that point in my life earlier than, you know what I'm saying? The norm of what I thought it would be like my thirties. I wanted to have everything all together before my thirties. And granted, I'm 27. I'm glad God slapped me in the back of the neck like, oh, that's just not how life works. Nobody has it all together. We're all winging it. Right. We're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, like, you know, you say that and it's so funny because I realize how similar we all are in our thought process. Like we all feel like there is this one place where everything will all be together and you're doing this work, but not realizing that um, you have to create that. You have to create the life that you have it all together. You already have it in front of you in terms of, if you understand. So like, um, and when I, when I say that, I'm trying to break it down. Like when you see people talk like about financial education, where they say, if you can't manage a thousand dollars, you definitely can't manage 10, right? right? And so if you currently are not managing your time, where you have it all together with the little that you have right now, what do you think is going to happen when more comes added to your plate? Right. Like okay. it will never show up, <laughs> you know, it will always be this chaotic state. And that's what I think a lot of us miss. And we spend a lot of time trying to do so much because we're trying to get to this point. We've, we've, we've made this vision in our head that there is a stage um, that, okay, like also when I deal with, with clients, there's a stage where they feel like, okay, only when my children reach at this age, um, I'll have time for myself. Or when we, when I get to this place of success, I'll have time for this. Or when I get to there, I'll have time for that. You will only have time for things if you make time for it, basically. Right. You know, it doesn't fabric, it doesn't fall from the sky. It doesn't generate out of thin air. You have to be the one who does it. Like I am not, I haven't been on this earth for that long. I've only been here for 32 years, but for 32 years I'm here. I've never heard once where we were given more than 24 hours of a day. Right. Right. For hours. So, like, how is it that you know you have to create the time for what it is that you want and build what you want for yourself? Like, there is no destination for you to get to where everything is made for you. Like, right. it doesn't happen at the snap of a finger. Like, you know. Yeah, like with my mom. Um, one thing I can say about like growing up, I will always hear her say, "Well." I didn't do this because y'all needed that. I didn't get this because I had to get my children that. And mm -hmm. it was like, I guess our parents age group, cause I'm only 27. So in our parents age group, I guess that was like the sacrifice, what is the word? Sacrificial, sacrifice, sacrificial, love, yeah. sacrificial sacrifice culture. Parenting. Like mm -hmm. that's what their type of culture was when it came to parenting was it was like this or that. 
I don't I, I used to hate when my mama say that because I just felt like, well, one, I didn't I never knew what she was going through. She never let us in on like, you know, struggles that she was facing, whether it had been trouble on the job, trouble in the marriage, trouble with right. finances. I never knew. She never let us in on that aspect of her life, which is not a bad thing. You get what I'm saying? Because it was none of our business. All we had to focus on was being children. However, mm-hmm. I just felt like I, I, my mindset was always, I want more for my mama. Like, I don't want to hear her say this or that. So now mm-hmm. that I'm older and I'm in a position to give my mom certain things or do small stuff for her, my mama's simple. She don't really care about too much of nothing. Like, she not into, like, expensive stuff, designer stuff. Yeah. Like, you bring her a flower from Home Depot or a pot of greens from Rose. And, you like, she bring her crab chase. She crab trade. She straight. She'll watch a kid. She'll, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's like an in Lala. Like, like, that's heaven for her. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, that's heaven for her. Like, that, she is fine with that. She likes simple. She appreciates the simple things in life. But my point is, I've always wanted more for my mom because I, I just at a young age that mindset was not okay with me like the this or that mindset was not okay for me it should not be this or that I live in a world the world that I created for myself the life that I like my kids to um grow up into is a and like we're gonna do Mm -hmm. this and that not this or that and I want to be able to um I feel like I had to push that on my mama. Like when I got to a point where I could do certain things for her or with her and she wouldn't have to be the one to come out of her pocket for it. It was like, no mama, you can have this and that. Ain't You don't have to, yeah, yeah. You, don't have, you don't have to sacrifice this to take care of us no more. Like I want to be able to take care of you. Now, am I paying off mortgages yet? No, I, but I can't mm-hmm. wait to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> like I can just take some of the burden off my mom. Um, cause I feel like a lot of us went through that where our parents felt like, I used to always hear my mama say, well, when y'all get out of school, I'm going to start vacationing or when I retire, I'm going to yes. start vacationing. That's not and it's, fair. It's so, it's so true because like even my, I'm listening and I'm saying as much as it may have been two different cultures, right? It's very much the same with my mom. It's very sacrificial. Like I don't know growing up seeing my mom, um, splurging on herself. I don't know her even having friends over, like going out for girls' nights or anything. Right. I don't know that. My mother spent her entire life being a wife and a mom and sacrificing and making sure that we had everything that we needed. I also grew up in that culture of this or that. So you couldn't have this because she she had to sacrifice this for you to have that, you know. And what that does, and I have seen that now moving forward because it's almost as though because they've been like that, they've raised a different breed of generation in us. So it has its positive and its negative because I, like, for instance, I am the last of six children, right? Mm-hmm. And my family, we all grew in this household and I have always watched this, this or that with her. And what it has done is it raised me in a way where I feel like, no, I need to have more. Just like you, I need to have also. I used to say I need to have this also. Right. <laughs> so I have a different drive in me and I go after things in a different way. It's not the same with all my siblings. I have one sibling before me who's just as driven. But we were like to the end. I don't know because we are millennials. So right. we were raised with that mindset of no, we go get us. We want to get more because it's so. it was so hard dealing with this or that. And... It has made us in this way now that we are so heads are down in the mud so much to get this happen because it, and it, it sounds funny, but it's, it's a little bit of trauma from that experience watching our parents go through that. Right. 
I still watch my mother till this day. It's difficult to give her things and for her to really enjoy it. Like, ma, it's okay. Like, you could have it. It's okay. Like, right, you know, right. uh, a simple thing like with her coming to visit me here and it's like, you know, she was coming to help and we literally had to coax her and she's trying to figure out like, um, I don't know if I should stay that long. And I'm like, ma, it's okay. Okay, come and this stay for time. You're fine. You're taken care of, you know? And so if they've been that way, but they've, because they've been that sacrificial parent, they've also built this drive in this generation of us as mothers where we want to have it. We want to have it also. We don't want this or that. We don't want to choose. We want the also everything. We want ha- we want to have the abundance of everything. And I think that is a very powerful thing. Um, but then on the other side of it, what it caused us to do, some of us, and we're very guilty of it, we forget the other side of that, um, they being so much of a nurture with our children. So that right. is the other side of it that tends to get um, forgotten on our generation because it's almost like we feel... Um, this big urge to go for those things that we didn't have as children, that we forgot the things that we actually did have and to take that rite of passage on in our generation. Like, you know, right. so like I'm very big on trying to be more of a present parent with my girls as much as I have this drive and all of that in me. It's almost as though I could get very easily tunnel vision of my goals, you know, and this is why I focus so heavily on trying to show women, moms like myself, how we could try to be able to get those things also, but still also be very present in the blessings that we actually do have, which is your family. You right? Absolutely. So that's something that I struggle with. Um, you know, we talk about building generational wealth. We talk about making legacy plays. We talk about you know, giving our children the life that they have always dreamed of, giving them the things that we've never had. Um, and it's my biggest thing, like in this season of my life, I, I know that that stuff is going to come. I know we're going to have the big pretty mansion. I know that, you know what I'm saying? Like all the glitz and mm-hmm. glitz come. I know we'll be able to get to the point where we can take these lavish vacations with, you know, my husband and kids one day. But my thing is, the being present the emotional support like I don't want to I don't want to miss out on that like I don't want to be so caught up in work where my baby jumping in the car she excited to tell me about school and I'm silencing her and now she got to be quiet and she just antsy because I'm too busy to be a mom I never want to be too busy to be a mom and that's something that um I felt like I struggled with for a while, especially when I first got into like the entrepreneur realm. I quit mm-hmm. my job because I felt like I shouldn't have had to choose between my sick child or work, or I shouldn't have had to choose between muffins with moms on a Tuesday morning or my job. Like I felt like that wasn't fair. So I didn't, um, I didn't stay on that job because I felt like one, it was a toxic environment. And two, not only not only was I missing um missing moments with my kids, but I was working overnight. So I'm always tired. So I don't right. know who else has dealt with something like this, but my my kids knew my mom is their mom because I'm working overnight. So they're going to sleep with my mom and they're waking up in the morning to my mom. I had to quit because I had to make a decision. So right. course, and it was actually, more important. Yeah. Right. And my kids were more important to me. So that, because that was weighing on me heavy. Me being the best mom that I could be mattered to 
mattered to me more than any amount of money. And I know I did a we did a podcast episode a while ago called um Peace Over Paper. And that's because right. I'm so intentional about that. Like I set boundaries in business because I know what it feels like to be chasing money and then I'm thriving in one area and then I'm lacking in another area. Right. And so and you know like I always I have a statement that I always say that um it is is it's also part of like my biggest fear as a mom like so I always say like I don't want to be too busy building a life that I forget to live. Right. Um that is how I really do live intentionally. I think that my biggest fear as a mom I don't want to wake up one morning my children are grown and I have no idea who they are. Right. Because my head was down um trying to build this and you said something before and I just wanted to address it and you're saying like you know you want to be able to give your children their dreams is it their dreams or is it our dream that we're running after it's our that is a real question <laughs> <laughs> is it their dreams that we trying to make happen or is it really ours for me so I have removed oh I want to give my children everything they ever dreamed of they don't even know what they dream of yet Right. But what I want to do is have create an environment that if they do when they do decide to dream that they could access whatever those dreams are. I'm 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 creating a platform that you could formulate your dreams. You know, you know what I mean? So that's the way I um I look at it in that way because we we tend to really make it seem as though our kids want this and they want that. Do they really? I don't know. Our kids' dream could be is our dreams we're running after. And that's fine, right? right? But for me personally, I am very intentional with being very present with the children. And just like you, um, back home, I had a very, very busy, busy job in the Caribbean. Like I was extremely busy. I was leaving at like seven in the morning and then I get home like maybe eight, nine, ten at night. And so my mom had my girls for most of the time. Prior to this, it wasn't always like that because I was married and I had that support. But then when my husband passed suddenly in 2019, I was really forced to be a single parent and really figure it out on my own. Right. And that was probably one of the hardest stages of my life because it was like so chaotic between working in co the corporate industry, being um, an entrepreneur. I was also studying my master's at the time and trying to be a mommy. Mm, like that so like every time i think of it um a student an employee you had you juggle a lot of hats i juggled a lot i juggled a lot and it seems as though <laughs> i can't remember when last i was not juggling right i think it's always going to be a constant juggle in life and i know mm. what I'm talking about like balancing motherhood and um an entrepreneur life or either you know the career life but can we touch on a little bit like your experience um juggling entrepreneurship and relationships for the moms who are out there who um for the women out there who may not have children so you know like for me personally in terms of like relationship with entrepreneurship i think um my personality type is because i've always been so very driven and a lot of us we always want to go after these we have these goals, we want to knock it out. It gives us fulfillment, right? right? And what I have seen from my experience is that sometimes if you don't prioritize things, particularly in your relationship, which is why I focus on what I do, um, things will overspill and will affect, right? right? It's very difficult trying to run a business and you're 1,000% heads down in entrepreneurship and you're not giving your relationship any time. That is 
something is going to fall by the wayside sometime, which is why I always say balance does not exist. But I do believe that there is a way for you to find harmony between your two lifestyles, right? Right. And so one of the things I, I always preach is give everything its place. A lot of us do not have boundaries set around when things should happen and when things should not happen, right? And so what I have seen and from my experience, and I will always speak from my experience, in relationships, it's always good that you have your own and it's that you can go after your own goals. But there comes a time when you have to switch off some things and have boundaries and just focus on your relationship alone. And so if most people are struggling with trying to balance the two right now is because you probably don't have proper boundaries set. And so things keep spilling over. So when it should be time that you should be focusing or investing, and I call it investing because that's what relationships are emotionally, they're investment, Right. Right. So when you should be investing and in cultivating and growing that relationship, sometimes your business may fall over and spill over and you have an appointment or you have this to do and you have to cancel that for that. Or a simple thing as even having conversations about your business when it's supposed to be that personal time. Not everybody could deal with that and everybody cannot deal with that all the time. And so sometimes that takes up a lot, that brings a lot of resentment in relationships. And this, I'm speaking from my experience again, right? right. And that could bring resentment. And then it feels as though your partner is not very supportive, but it may not necessarily just be that they're not supportive. It's that you have not really set those boundaries around where they are able to get what they need out of you for the relationship. Have you been investing that time and energy as you are in a business into a relationship? And it, it is resentment. And so, yes, they, they, they seem like they're not supportive. There's not. Now, don't get me wrong, Tia. There's some of them, they're not supportive, right? Right. I've, <laughs> I've had my share of unsupportive men, men who, you know, would downplay me or men who tried to shrink me to be something smaller than who I really was out of fear of I would get successful and I would leave them. So, yeah, right. definitely some out there who are just not supportive. And then there are the ones who are just resentful because we don't prioritize our relationship and we we put business before them exactly and so like i could speak like and i'll be i'll get very personal my husband and i were actually very good business partners right um it was one of the things why he was even attracted to me he always said i love the way that you think i love the way that you see business and oh. you right <laughs> and so we were actually like a very good team together really really good team but then when my relationship started to get rocky, which was pretty soon before he passed, right? It was because, and when I look back at it and I could hold myself accountable of it, my husband just needed me. I forgot to take care of him and he also forgot to take care of me. We were just chasing money, right. you know? And I think that is one of the biggest, if I, me moving forward, whenever I do get back into another relationship, it will always be too remind myself that I still have to take care of my partner and so I didn't have boundaries both of us did not have boundaries and so we forgot to take care of each other and then when my business really took flight I started seeing a lot of things in him that I did not like right and it seemed as though um, he also tried to treat or deal with it and it made me feel as though he wanted me to shrink and be smaller Right. It was his defense mechanism looking back. And I could only just speak because, you know, he just wanted his wife. Right. And it's scary. It's scary seeing that the person that you love and you was you're building this thing with and this person has now turned off that side of the entire relationship to just be this mogul. I'm just saying. 
So I was not feeding the relationship the way that it should have um, emotionally. And so there's that sense of resentment and his reactions would have been that of what I got, you know? <laughs> so that is from my experience. And so moving forward, I always say that boundaries are extremely important because whether you like it or not, yes, we could find a partner who's very supportive and they're there with us, but they're not going to stay there all the time if we are not adding to the relationship or constantly nurturing the relationship is what I meant. If right. we are not nurturing the relationship, it's almost, it's very lonely. As women, you would know if you are in a relationship with a man who is not really putting the emotions in it to nurture the relationship, you're going to eventually walk away. Right. Right. It's right. no different with men. A thing of like, cause and I think it's it's so crazy that me and you or and, uh, and I'm sure other women in the world have experienced it, but it's like we were in a relationship where the shoe was on the other foot. Not saying mm-hmm. that you were the breadwinner or either your or your husband wasn't the breadwinner. More mm-hmm. so, it's women are so used to dating the busy man that's making all of the money and we are just taking the back seat to it where now in this new generation the women are the breadwinners too like the women as much to the table as the men do and I think men are trying to learn learn how to like process that as well because that's just not the norm of course and it's a different thing for them to understand could you understand like how crazy their minds must be trying to adjust to that (laughs) the normal way I'm supposed to be this position, but wait, 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 what's happening here? Exactly. And I think that I can't appreciate about my partner is like, he's older than me. And I have, like, I feel like I always tell people and I I can say it to my face is blue. I feel like I manifested the man that I have now because I've always wanted a supportive partner because I've always been so driven, so self-motivated. And all I ever needed was somebody to just, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let on you what I can't dump on the world because I have to be superwoman to the world. So to be with someone who I feel like understands that in me, you know, just we both have that entrepreneur mindset. It's just everything to me because sometimes it can get overwhelming. And for him to be able to say like, yes, I can step to the, I can, I can sit in the backseat. Like I can let you shine. Um, I appreciate that more than anything. And I feel like in this season of my life, like, and why I appreciate having this conversation conversation with you is because I never want to get so big to where I forget to nurture my relationship because there was a time when yeah. I was in relationships, I, they weren't healthy. So I didn't care. Like I just kept saying, Oh, they done trapped me. I got pregnant. I'm in my prime. Like, it it, it wasn't a thing for me and I feel like now I don't want to get to where I have somebody that supports me and I get I blow up to where I want to be and I forget about them or just leave them Mm -hmm. on the way so I feel like everything that that's happening in my life the conversations that I'm having the people that I'm meeting like I need y'all more than y'all need me because it's like (laughs) or more than my listeners need y'all because I need to hear these type of things like I need these words of wisdom I need you know um, this knowledge coming from women who've been in these positions. So I've learned how to be a better woman every day, a better mom every day, a better girlfriend every day. Like, so I appreciate you. I just wanted to say that, you know, <laughs> throw that oh, in. Thanks. I appreciate you too. <laughs> so um, I guess, you know, as far as like how you work with your clients on um, just struggling with motherhood or struggling with, you know, balancing career life, mom life, entrepreneurial life, mom life, what would be some advice that you would give them, especially for the ones um, who were like me, who I felt like I was thrown into motherhood. I was thrown to, you know, moving out of state right after college, et cetera, et cetera. 
I mean, like for me, I, I always go back to the root of it because most of us, a very high percentage of, percentage of us have been thrown into motherhood. Right. Um, I hardly ever meet women who are just like, okay, I definitely planned this pregnancy. This was supposed to happen. I hardly meet women like those because those women intentionally get into it and they probably had a proper plan in place. It doesn't mean that they also don't struggle with things, but most of us are just thrown into it with out a paddleboard. We just have to figure it out. Right. Right. And so for me, I would say for you, one of the things you have to be very clear of what season in your life you are in. That's why I actually start with my clients and I heard you say it and I'm just like, well, tears on the right course. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, um, you, if you are not certain of what season you are in your life, you wouldn't know what you need to focus on. Priorities is a very big, big part of you trying to work that harmony of motherhood, entrepreneurship, career, your whole lifestyle. You have to be honest with yourself. What season of your life is it? Is it that? And don't get me wrong. Um, I think we were talking and saying like when you just started business. Um, if it's, is it that season of your life where you really focus on the groundwork of your business? Like, what are your main goals in your life that time? Because what I see with a lot of us as moms, we find ourselves in situations where we are extremely burnt out because our activities are not really aligned with what season we are in our life and what goals we want to accomplish, right? And so you have to be really intentional with that. And so if this season of your life, for instance, like you, Tia, your season of your life is that you want to be more present. You also want to be able to um nurture relationships more this is the season of your life that you are in and what that means for you is that you need to set up more boundaries around your business um and your family as well too right right and so the actions and the activities that you get yourself in they have to be aligned with that season of your life that's one of the number one things that i say to women especially who are trying to juggle it because if you are telling me this season of your life you're trying to be more present but yet you're taking on all those extra contracts or jobs or extra hours of work. It's not really aligned. Right. And then you find yourself where you are extremely burnt out. You're upset with yourself. Time is going by. Time is something we never get back. So one of the first things I will always say is decide for yourself, what season of my life am I in? And what are the goals that I want to accomplish for myself right now in this season? Right. Right. And once you've done that, I always say prioritizing what's important based on those goals. That's how you know what's a priority. You will not know what's a priority if you don't know what's the goals or what's the, what's the season of your life that you're in right now. And so for you, Tia, if somebody comes to you and say, okay, I'm giving you an opportunity to go on a six month long away from your family to make this amount of money. But this season of your life, you're trying to be present um, and your daughter has like a two-month trip with her school, a camping trip or something, what will you choose? I'm going to choose my daughter. <laughs> that's right, because that's the season of your life. But if you have not made that clear, you probably would have done the wrong decision. And right. then your daughter's there, time is going by, and she's like, "I, mommy's never there for me. She never has time. You know, right. so you have to be very intentional with it. I also tell people, too, I work very strong and move very strongly with what is for me will always be for me right i don't believe in missed opportunities that's me personally i don't believe in missed opportunities because i feel i have the power to attract what i need when i need it so right. i operate in that so somebody else might be like oh my god that's a big opportunity i did but it was not aligned with the season of my life right now 
Absolutely. And so when it's the season for that, it will come to me. I will attract it. It will happen for me, right? I don't believe in missed opportunities. So I tell them to find that. So if, if you're listening and there's the first thing you need to know is really be honest with yourself. What is the season of your life that you're in right now? Is it that you want to really focus on your business, getting your business up and off the ground right now? And it's not so much in being a present parent. That is also reality. And if that is the case, then you need to focus on delegating, right? So like I said, a present parent, if that is what you are right now, boundaries is your thing that you will do. I'll go back a bit just so that people kind of understand where I'm coming from. When I talk about time management, there are four pillars of time management that I work heavily with which is planning, um, planning and organization, delegation, prioritization, and boundaries, right? Those are the four pillars, and they work hand in hand. They flow hand in hand with each other. So in this season of your life, if you're focused on your business, then you need to work that pillar of delegation heavily to make sure that, okay, I'm not going to be around to make dinner every day. I'm not going to be able to, you know, delegate that, outsource it. You know, like Tia would have and like I would have, we would have had our mom as that at that stage, right? You don't want to find yourself doing activities that you end up building resentment for yourself and not being your fullest potential when you know you wasn't your prime because you're doing activities that not aligned with that season. So like um relationships in particular that trying to get you to settle in that season when you want you know you're trying to build yourself up right now. Um career-wise or you're trying to build yourself up as an entrepreneur why are you getting involved in a relationship that is looking for settlement right now like for you to be a wife and be in a house and you know you will not have the time for that so that's why i keep saying it's very important for us to know what season we're in and so that the decisions that we make the actions that we have the relationships that we build the conversations that we have will all be in alignment with it so that is what i will say in terms of trying to find that balance and I hate using the word balance, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to know what season that you're in and then you know where you have to work from there. Another big point, I always tell people, give everything its place. So we talk about prioritizing and things like that. If you are doing things particular to your business, guys, just stick to that alone. Do not let things overspill. We love to say as moms, oh, I can multitask. I could do this and I could do that and I... That is one of the biggest things that make you counterproductive as a mom. Absolutely. As an entrepreneur, as an individual, multitasking makes you so counterproductive. Make those pods in your life. What are the major pods in your life that you have? Motherhood is one of them. And so when you're being a mom, be a mom. Nothing else. You know, when you're being an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur. Be the best at it. Thrive at it. Do those activities in that pod when you're being a wife be a wife when you've compartmentalized your life like that and the activities you'd see you'd use less energy you wouldn't feel as emotionally and mentally strained and you actually get more done and you get done better right you know because when you focus on those pods you do better quality work you're more focused children i always say children like to feel seen and heard children could smell our bullshit right excuse my language (laughs) but they can smell it to you like they know when you are there but you're not really there you know so give them their undivided attention and you'd see so much change or difference with children you know when you're having your personal time for yourself have your personal time for yourself set your boundaries with that and only focus on yourself 
that's right. a very important part like if you are trying to juggle all of these and there is no part in your life where you are consistently taking care of yourself you are running yourself you're burning a candle on the both ends and it's only a matter of time before you explode right so can i ask you a question just to go back a little bit and clarify um or get some clarity around a comment that you made when you said compartmentalize the things in your life, whether it's working, whether it's being a mom, whether it's being a wife. So right. what I mean by that is when it's time for work, we focus on work, Um, you know, yeah. unless we get like an interruption or whatever from like the school calling and that type of thing, but just focus yeah. on work, stop trying to juggle so many things. When it comes yeah. to being a mom, focus on, you know, focus on your child's game. Stop text, checking your phone for work text messages. Stop checking your emails. And the same thing with like being a wife, you know, and a partner. Is it like, stop, stop trying to bring work into when it's time to focus on being with your partner or stop trying to focus on, you know, what's going on with motherhood while you're with your partner. Is that what you mean by that? That's exactly what I mean by it. And I also want to say too, like when you do those things, um, everybody understands how it plays. Everybody involved in your life understand where they belong. They understand where their time belongs and everybody respects your boundaries for every every other part of your life. That's exactly how it works. Right. Okay. I love that. And I think um, that's not clear to a lot of people because Mm -hmm. we try to be everything at one time and we have this thing where we feel like we can multitask and um juggle everything at one time because you know life is a constant juggle but I do believe that it is possible I know for me right now I I in my relationship I'm the queen of boundaries if, mm-hmm. if I say oh I don't do work after five o'clock he don't understand that because he'd be on a laptop till 12 o'clock at night working on stuff and I'm like okay baby you mean you can stay up all night and work. I'm not finna work. It's my self care time. I'm finna go take me a bubble bath. I'm finna right. go um, Stella Rose. Like, <laughs> don't do it on weekends. You're never gonna find me working. I can get a million emails. First of all, that's why I have consistent in place. So because my business is thriving, and I know I can't fully, I I can, I want I set my life up to where I can fully enjoy my life in in the same breath never miss a beat because I have learned the power of delegating before I understood the importance and the value um, in asking for help, the power in asking for help, even if it's paid help, it made my life easier. Like my like a chicken with my head cut off trying to be everything in my business, everything for my children, everything in my relationship. And I realized like, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I'm depressed. I'm not getting anything done. Like you said, it's counterproductive. So now, mm-hmm. even when I, even when I, you know, I'm not physically the one running the business, I still have people in place that make this stuff happen for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was like just my thing as far as like just wanting to get clarity around what you mean by, um, you know, just prioritizing and compartmentalizing the things in your life. Okay, now you can go to the next point you were making because I think it was two more. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah, I think it was two more. You said it was a place. We talked about, um, we talked about place. What Not multitasking, give everything its place. Right. And then, oh, I wanted to say like in order for you not to be able to, we underestimate the power of planning and organization. We underestimate it on one side and then the other side, we, we overestimate it in terms of, oh, we think it's so hard. 
and it's really not that hard, right? Yeah. So the only way for you not to be able to have things spilling over when you've decided what are the compartments of your life is for you to be able to plan that out. Right. If you not plan it out, most times when we operate it in this organization, Tia, is because we really have no idea. We're just shooting from the hip or we're just going off the top. We, there is no proper plan in place, right? There's no organization with where things are. And so when I say compartmentalize, I that is a form of organization. That's how you organize your brain to understand what happens, right? And so people think planning has to be this extremely tedious task and it doesn't necessarily have to be. The reason I say planning is that our average, I think I had the, I, had, I did a live on that recently where I was talking about the average person makes 36,000 decisions per day. That's a lot of decisions that you have to make every single day of your life. And when you do this, and sometimes when you feel that overwhelmed from that, sometimes you just end up spilling over into different things or you procrastinate with things or you just don't get anything done because it feels like it's a lot, right? Right. And so... I always say when you plan out your compartments, you know what's happening when it's happening. You have to train your brain what to do. Your brain is very operational, right? And so you don't want to um, give your brain the burden of trying to figure remember what you have to do. And then you want you don't want your brain to have to also know when it should happen and then how it should happen. You know, it, it's like a lot of giving, a lot of energy. I call myself an efficiency coach because I keep saying I believe that there is a smart way to work and not working hard, right? Right. When we talk about being efficient, it means being able to do the things without being productive, without wasting time, energy, and resources. So I could have been a productivity coach, but a productivity coach is just somebody who teaches you how to get things done. An efficiency coach like myself is somebody who teaches us to get it done the smart way preserving your energy especially us as moms in business as well too it's very easy for us to burn ourselves down and so the planning aspect of time management is extremely important because you've removed that extra work to give your brain apart from the 36,000 decisions you're making every day for you your children your husband everything else your business you literally train your brain to know okay this is what's happening and your brain will just take all the tasks during the day we underestimate how the brain really works your brain knows how to put us in flight and fight mode right right um and so if you are trying to get in the habit of that planning phase if it's your calendar i am very big on a, i have a calendar for everything right one calendar that has everything on it so that i am organized and i know that i don't double book myself i don't over spill into something else um if it's a simple thing as just knowing when the kids activities are because that's how my calendar starts because this season of my life i am focused on being present with my girls so when i set my calendar for the month the first things i put are their activities and then i schedule everything else around it right, right. and so that's how you become organized and that's why i say you start with what season you're in um you compartmentalize and then you, you make sure that you're doing this planning phase of it to also know get in the habit of writing of what you need to do the day before i say that simply because some people are really good like myself i would i could plan out a week in advance right not everybody's like that and so if you're just starting start with the day before get into that habit of doing your to-do list the day before but you have to learn how to prioritize it too right we talk about what is the priority based on your goals right um and so once you get into the habit of these are the things I need to do tomorrow, when you do get up the very next day, your brain is in operational mode and not trying to source 
what has to happen, when it has to happen, and how it has to happen. It just needs to know this is happening when and this is how it's happening and it just goes into operation mode and so you exert a lot less energy mentally when we use our brains a lot i don't know if you've experienced this here that but when you've used your brain a lot physically you are tired too yes oh my goodness that is right i guess like if i have to use my brain um but to make too many decisions in one day or too many heavy conversations or too much business stuff, I literally tell everybody, hey, leave me alone. I need to take a nap. I'm grumpy. I, I left it all on the field. Like this is a conversation that I'm literally having almost every single day. And the reason I'm having this conversation is because like you said, I know what I have to do, but I'm not planning out my day. I'm literally like, okay, as soon as I wake up, okay, let me get up. Let me run here. Let me do this. Let me do that. Like I'm trying to figure it all out once I wake up, not planning it out step by step the day before or the week before. And so yeah. overworking your brain. And so your brain is overworked because you're trying to make your brain do more than it should be doing. <laughs> and with that, you are physically tired. So you're drained. And so the other compartments of your life are not getting the energy that it needs to because you're not organized. You're not planning. You do have a structure in place for how things should run. You know, like when I told you that I feel like I probably need you more than these 100,000 listeners do, like I know (laughs) to do better with organizing and I need to do better with being a planner because that's not my life. Like, I'm, I literally, so now people on the outside looking in love to say, Oh, I'm thorough or I do everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I am so organized, but they don't know I'm the queen of procrastination, so it's like. I don't get stuff done until I'm under pressure. And I hate yeah. myself because I've been I've been praying against it and, and making New Year's resolutions about being more organized since high school and saying I would do more of this and be more intentional about that. And I have not done it. And I think like coaches like you are so important and people need to make that investment because if it's not your ministry, like mine, it's just not it. And we need somebody. It's just not it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's great. And I think that's a whole nother podcast in itself, um, talking about like how to be um more organized and how to like properly plan your days, et cetera, et cetera. So um if you ever want to come back and do a part two, I would love that. But I feel like oh, what for sure. <laughs> right. What we gave them today was enough to help them be a better person, better mom, better significant other, better employee just alone. Like today you dropped so many gems and gave so much good information on just, you know, that word balance and figuring it out. And it was a heavy conversation, but I feel like it was so necessary. So I really, really, really appreciate you for coming on today um, to discuss this with us. I'm so happy that you had me here because I always believe that um, people need support. Sometimes we need support in areas that we probably are ashamed to even say that we need support. I don't think much of us like to admit that we are struggling with things like this, um, trying to juggle and balance things. And we, we kind of say, but we don't really say how bad it is. I don't know if there's a fear or there is shame in it. Um, because I could remember for me, people would look at me and I was like, oh my God, they all have it together. And I'm like, no, I do not. I am a hot mess express, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I think uh, it's always, I always enjoy being able to drop nuggets or to help as many women as I could or give some sort of support or just to let you know that, hey, it's okay that you're in that state and there is a way for you to get better, you know? 
Right. It's good to have a hard conversation. So thank you for having me. I really enjoyed being here. Thank you for sharing with me, Tia. And I can't wait. I'll definitely come back for part two. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So could you please let them know how to find you on social media, how to um, schedule sessions with you, like your website and uh, any other projects that you're working on? Okay. So like my on, I'm on Instagram at Your Efficiency Coach. Um, I also have my website. It's www.yourefficiencycoach.com. I currently am running a three-day bootcamp, which is which usually happens bi-monthly. So you can, if you want to get into a group coaching program with me, um, you could always look out for that. It will be on my website as well, too, that you can enroll for it. I also do one-on-one coaching for those persons who really want a holistic change. Um, so if that is also something that you want, you could also book me from the website for that one-on-one coaching. And then, you know, just following, I always drop nuggets on my page. I always give, I'm like the Netflix of time management. (laughs) So you always get some really good nuggets in there. Um, I also have a free blueprint that people can download. Um, it's absolutely free to show you how to prioritize effectively for your life. So if that's something that you are interested in, it's on my website, you can go get that. Um, or even if you go on my Instagram, the link in my bio has all of that there that you could have access to. So that's what I'm working on right now. I possibly may bring back my structure calls. I used to do structure calls for people where if they need like a routine, a schedule put in place, that was something that I used to do. I'm considering bringing it back this year. Not sure. But Good. for now we have group coaching and I definitely have my one-on-one coaching. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for being a part. I enjoy I enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure my listeners who are struggling with some of these th- same things are um super super happy that you came mm-hmm. on, drop some gems and share your knowledge with us in this area. So, yeah, um if you're listening to the show, you liked it, you loved it, make sure you rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app, share it with a friend, let them know, let me know, tag us on social media at Tia versus Fancy Cash. Until next time, listeners. Bye.